Fuck yeah, motherfuckers. Fucking snipers of Babel. <laughs> on the motherfucking Zach Moonshine Show. Live on Metal Devastation motherfucking radio, dude. Fucking badass fucking shit right there, man. That was fucking uh, Scourge from the latest record. And if you have not checked out Snipers of Babel yet, you need to, man. Fucking, uh, I know they, they've been on the show a few times before, so you guys should know them by now, man. Just saying. But, uh, yeah, dude. Fucking, uh, Google search their fucking band, dude. Find them on Facebook, man. They're very active on Facebook, dude. They fucking, they will chat with you. They will talk to you, dude. Uh, Layla and Mike... Both of them, man, fucking, I talk to them all the time on Facebook. They're cool fucking people, dude. They're always posting funny, cool shit, and uh, they're just, yeah, man, they're fucking... It, but if you're, if you're a fan of the band, get on Facebook and talk to them, man. That's the cool thing about social media is that you can actually talk to a lot of your fucking uh, favorite bands in the underground, you know? I don't know how many people can talk to fucking Kirk Hammett and shit like that, man. I'm sure they get on there every now and then, but... It's not. <laughs> it's not like it is in the underground, dude. It's cool. That's what. The, but that's what's cool about the underground, you know. It's fucking cool, dude. And hey, dude, those bands—they might make it someday to be that big, dude. And then uh, you, you can fucking look back and be like, man, I fucking used to talk to that motherfucker on fucking Facebook or fucking Twitter or whatever the fuck you, whatever the fuck you use, man. You know what I'm saying? That's the cool thing about it, dude. Like, when I was a kid, I can't fucking imagine what it would have been like to fucking talk... Hold on a second. Hello, you're on the Zach Moonshine Show. Who is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey! Yeah. Thanks for Christmas. Hey, we're, guys, we're here. <laughs> hey, guys. Hello, I can hear you, man. Is this Snipers of Babel? Yes, it is. Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing, man? Fucking long time no speak. <laughs> Not oh, really. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Fucking cheers, man. So, so, hey, man, I gotta ask you, first off the bat, dude, what the fuck, man? You guys went down and played some fucking festivals recently. Did a big show at, uh, what was it? Like, fucking Takati Fest or something? Yeah. Yeah, the Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> was it Takati Fest? Yeah, Takati Mexican Metal Fest. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Takati oh, beer. Was just gonna, yeah. Say again. Is that Takati beer? Like, was it the beer? Was. Yeah, they sponsored it. Oh fuck yeah, they're yeah, one dude. of their sponsors. That's fucking badass, man. So. I saw a bunch of pictures that you guys were posting on social media from that. You you guys were fucking hanging out with all kinds of different people and uh, bands and stuff. You know, like, fucking... Tell us about it, man. What was that like? Dude, it was insane. I mean, it was the biggest show that I've been to, um, you know, minus play, but it was awesome. It was um, the, the magnitude and the scale and, and the production and to getting us back and forth to our hotel room. I mean, it was, a, it was everything was perfect. I've never been to a, a, a better run festival in my life, man. It was really, really great. And we were lucky enough to 
um, finagle our way into actually hanging out after the show and, and watching bands because we were like the only American band that was walking around and people greeted us and it was so cool, man. We, we met so many new fans and pictures and um, just, just the whole vibe and the energy and everything was amazing. Fuck yeah, man. What, what were some of the bands that were on that bill with you guys? Philanthropist, fucking scour. Obituary, venom. Yeah. Oh man, it was it was awesome. I got to see some old friends of mine, and it was really a great, great event, man. Hell yeah! To meet that Philanthropist, badass. Oh yeah, so love. That's when we felt in summer, uh, was probably one of my biggest lifelong friends. It was really, really awesome. Really nice guy. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that shit, man. What was it like meet, meeting the, meeting up with those people and stuff? Well, for, for me, that situation was a lifelong kind of a dream to hang out. So my dude, um, having dinner right next to us, we came into the hotel, I came downstairs and walked right up to the guy and was like, I'd love to have a conversation with you when you're done with dinner and kind of introduced him to everybody we all kind of hung out with him for a bit he's a really really awesome guy he's incredible to me an incredible trip for sure hell yeah dude and they they it was cool because every band on the bill shared the same hotel and going downstairs in the morning and you see Barney from Napalm Death you know sitting there eating oatmeal in front of you it's just like it's so <laughs> <laughs> it was really really cool you know, I'm getting pancakes from the guys in obituary sitting there, you know, and, and you look across, after I sit down, I look across, you know, and, and you got, you know, guys in Venom walking by, and, you know, Cannibal Corpse, and it was crazy, man. Did you just, get... Just to think you're going to see Kronos, you know, looking at the eggs one day, you know, and I was going to be really weird. Oh, yeah, dude, that's fucking badass, yeah. man. It's really different seeing everybody in their reading glasses and their pajamas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not what the magazines fucking post pictures of. No. <laughs> no, they'd be pissed. <laughs> Did you get nervous at all? Was it like, uh, or was it just... Was it was, it? I, I mean, me personally, just because we were... Um, we had to, you know, they backlined us and everything, so I didn't have exactly the best amp in the world to play through, so it was like, you know, when you've got to deal with these kind of technical difficulties before a show, it's like there's no time to be nervous, you know, you're just trying to get your shit together. Hell oh, yeah. I never get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Layla, Layla never gets nervous. You never get nervous? No. Nope. You're always fucking ready, huh? I, I always, you know, it's kind of, it, it, it's hard to get nervous when you can't mess up, you know? When you can't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, oh, shit. Wow. This is a question for Layla, man. <laughs> Layla, what were those fucking, those pictures you were posting, like these massive bruises on your legs? Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that was not like it. <laughs> that 
was that was because I didn't get nervous before the show, and then I fucked up. And the guys were like, "Well, what the hell's your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them what happened, Layla. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what happened, man. We're like, <laughs> oh shit! Oh, oh, well, that's <laughs> inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> that was that was mountain biking. That was a completely different trip. <laughs> that was after Mexico. Mountain biking. <laughs> What were you listening yeah, to I, when I, you I were mountain fucking biking. mountain biking? What was I listening to? Yeah, were you listening to fucking Slayer or something? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I wasn't listening to. It was my husband telling me not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we were. I was trying something new. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're all right. You're all right now, and everything's... uh. Every, I guess you fucking healed up and everything's back to normal. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I was all right then. Yeah, it was never an issue. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, you know, when I, when I landed on the ground, it hurt, and I wasn't all right for a couple seconds, but then I got up, you know, and fine, whatever. It looked worse than it was. Hell yeah. It, it looks pretty damn bad, though, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. It looks pretty severe. It, it reminds me of... Uh, one night I got fucking drunk at some fucking party that I was at and we were all jamming we had a band jamming in the fucking house and I I got drunk and fell over into the fucking drum set and somehow landed my ass on something I don't know what it was but the next day I took a picture of my ass and I had a fucking giant bruise on my ass cheek that looked like uh, it kind of looked like the fucking continent of Africa for some reason I don't know oh god (laughs) It's on uh, social media uh, somewhere. I don't know. My ass. <laughs> mine, mine kind of looked like the continent of Africa too. It was almost as big. <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> All right, I got a. Yeah. I, I got a question Sorry, go for you guys from the chat room. Vicky wants to know: Are you guys ever going to play in Canada, or have you played in Canada? I would love to play yeah. Canada. We haven't. Um, the closest I ever got personally was Niagara Falls, but we uh, we never went over the border. But I would love to play Canada. We got our hammerboards ready, though. We're talking about playing like on a raft on Niagara Falls and being the first band to play going over the falls. Holy shit! <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know. I mean, it, it would have to be covered, of course. But, you know. <laughs> You might get some bruises from that one. Oh, nah, nah, we'll be fine, we'll be alright. I know, you know, people used to fucking get in barrels and fucking go over that fucking thing, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't they still? I I don't know, do they? I I, I feel like like that and like tightrope walking over Niagara Falls, people do that a lot. I know some woman put her cat in a barrel and sent it over. Jesus. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. Wow, she was a dog person, Layla. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Oh man, poor fucking cat, man. All right, got another question for you guys from the chat. Cameron Landers wants to know what's the first album each of you ever bought? With my own money, the first album I bought was Napalm Death. Um, Bill's Emptiness Despair. Or Fear Emptiness Despair. I know they hate that album, but I love that album. I did too. 
Fucking BMG, dude. And, and, and Columbia House Records. You remember that shit? Those fucking memberships? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. 12 CDs for fucking a dollar or something? Yeah. Hell yeah. I think mine, mine would have to be um, uh, Steve I Flexible. That's a good. That's a good fucking album, man. That's got some funny fucking songs on it, dude. <laughs> some of them are amazing, man. I mean, to this day, I mean, the guy's incredible. But but that record, because I think he recorded it himself at home or something like that. It had like this vibe about it, you know. Yeah, it was in like a little shed in his backyard. Right. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah! I love Steve Vai, man. He's fucking crazy. I can't remember the first album that I ever bought, man, myself, man. I'm fucking, uh, to be honest with you, I, with my own money, um, with allowance money, actually. I, I do remember fucking, uh, I do remember fucking stealing a fucking tape from my babysitter, though. I remember, uh, I remember every time she would take us for rides, I'd be in the back of her car, and she had her, her tape fucking, uh, collection back there in a fucking thing. And I'd be looking through them, you know, there's Motley Crue and fucking Kicks and fucking all this stuff. And I was like, what, yeah. what the fuck, man? And I, I snabbed fucking Too Fast for Love, Motley Crue. And I took it home and uh, I listened to it. And I, I got mad because I thought that I must have stolen the wrong tape because it didn't sound anything like uh, the Theater of Pain shit that was on the radio at the time, you know, fucking... Right. The the production, yeah. the, the vocals and everything, it was so much more high pitched. It didn't it, it sounded like a completely different band in my ears and I kept thinking, Fuck man, I need to give this back, but <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for <laughs> And then Yeah, and then later on I figured out no, it's actually the fucking it's actually the real thing, you know. But it, that's a good yeah. album. I love it, man. But I mean, yeah, looking back, dude, at that time I thought it was fucking the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it was such, such a, like a, a raw recording and everything, but I loved it. You know, that was the first album I heard of them. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, I got a question for Mike, dude. Fucking, uh, I know, uh, after the fucking, uh, fucking Dave Castillo passed away from fucking Deceased, and we were we were posting about that and we were talking about that and then I found out that Mike fucking you recorded that album. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, um I've been working with Deceased for God, going back twenty years now and um I did a bunch of their um pre production for relapse, um you know, when I was recording out of my parents' house still and um then I started 
doing a couple albums. They, they flew in a couple of producers, and one of the guys, speaking of Napalm Death, um, he produced that album. I worked with him, and we did a deceased record. Um, so, through the years, um, King had uh, an issue where he couldn't play drums anymore, so he stuck away, but he'd still write them and got a friend of ours, Dave Castillo, um, to play. Scarface is his nickname. And um, so Dave was in a band, Hatred, and then um, I think he was in another project I recorded. I forget the name of it, but then he got into um, Deceased and doing drums with October 31 also. Um, and you know, got to know him really well as a friend outside of just, you know, every couple of years coming into the studio. We um, saw each other out a lot and stuff like that. And, you know, just all around great guy. And we dated the same girlfriend at one time. So we, you know, we kind of joked around about that a lot. And um, just one of those lovable guys, you know, hit it off with anybody right away. And so we did this new record Ghostly White and Dave came in on a Thursday night to load his drums in and everything and he was you know man I'm not, I don't know I, I haven't been really feeling it lately you know I don't know how I'm going to do on this recording tomorrow and, and, and everything you know so they're recording eight songs and one of the songs is like 13 minutes long and I was thinking we're going to record from Friday to Sunday you know get these drums done so Dave comes in the next day around six o'clock after he got off work. So he worked a, a full day and he worked on roofs. So he was out on a roof and came in, got behind the kit and knocked every drum part out in four hours for all the songs. It was amazing. I've never wow. seen anything done like that before. He was completely on fire. And um, I was so proud of him, you know, and I remember talking to him for like an hour after, um, the, the tracking everyone went home and he was just so happy and relieved to be done you know what I mean now he can chill and he can enjoy the rest of the whole process and it, it seemed to be a, a really special record for him and you know I told him I said man you guys have a lot to be proud of this is my favorite material by far um, out of anything they've done not just because I recorded it just song wise it's just you know a brilliant record, you know, from the order of the songs to, you know, just everything. It was just really, really well thought out by King Valley and everything. Um, so we get the record done, and it's out, and boom, you know, Decibel Magazine, great review. Revolver, great review. Fucking Rolling Stone, great review. Yeah. Um, and they just keep rolling in, you know. And, and I'm, I'm on the phone reading a text from Shane, the, uh, one of the guitar players in the CC, he texted me over the Decibel Magazine review and I'm reading it and my other good friend um, is calling in who's best friends with Dave and he's just like, you know, hitting me over and over and I'm like, you know, trying to read the review, you know, I'm getting pissed. I'm like, God damn, I'm like, I'm taking my, you know, talking to myself saying, I'll call you in a minute, I'm trying to read the review, you know, so I get him back and he's just like, Dave died, you know, and, um, it's just so surreal when you when you hear something like that because I just talked to him like a day or two before this all happened and um, I, I just couldn't believe it so 
I went from like this one of the highest highs to the lowest lows, you know, finding this news out and and he couldn't even see the reviews himself or see really the impact of, of what the record did, you know. Um and that's that's one of the saddest things, you know what I mean, because he was so proud of it and um had such a you know, an accomplishment, you know, and he can't see what you know, what it is that he did, you know what I mean? And, and what he's done and going to continue to do. Um, it's just a tragedy, you know? It, it really is. It, it, it's fucked so many people up. Yeah, man. I know I know. when I got the email from uh, Hell's Headbangers Records and they sent me the promo over for that album and I was listening to it, I was like, fuck, this is badass, man. And then, you know, I was reading through the thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is King Fowley's other band from fucking October 31. I I interviewed him a while back with his other band, October 31. And uh, I was, you know, I was reading it, and I was listening to it, and I was like, dude, I need to fucking hit these guys up and fucking get them on the show and talk about this record. And uh, then, like, literally, like, the next day, I saw fucking that news, and I was like, fuck, man, that's fucking fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they they were coming in um, this summer to do another October thirty one record. Um, I'm not sure if Dave was originally going to you know be on this album or not, but um, you know it was you know just a devastating thing, man. Speaking of King Fowley, though, man, he's a fucking character, dude. I'll tell you what, man. When I had him on the show. Uh, it was a Halloween special, and I was asking him about, like, some haunted fucking stories that he had to tell or something, and he, he fucking delivered, dude, like, uh, I can't fucking remember the entire thing of it, but it's all online, but I mean, yeah, like, he, he fucking went, went off the fucking books on that shit, man, like, he fucking, I was like, I was sitting there like, damn, dude, that is fucking, <laughs> holy shit, <laughs> Yeah, it's like reading his lyrics or one of the songs, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all about that stuff, man. He lives it. He he, he loves the stuff. He, you know, he's seen any horror movie you can think of. I guarantee you he will know what it is. Um, yeah. You know, he's been trading and, and, you know, doing the whole back in the, you know, Betamax days and VHS days, you know, and then now he's, you know. Uh, he's still doing that, you know, with, with DVDs and he can get you any movie and, you know, Reading his lyrics is like a history lesson, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Man, speaking of horror movies, uh, Megan's in the chat room wanting me to ask you guys, what are your favorite horror movies and monsters? She probably asked me Exorcist. this the last time. Exorcist and werewolves. Fuck yeah. Anybody else want to go or... I'm having to think. I'm like running through all my favorites. I'm not sure if I can pick a single favorite. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bite you all razor. Get to me last. I'm gonna have to go with that. This is all for bro. The notebook. Yeah. Yeah. The notebook scared the shit out of me. The what? <laughs> the notebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty sad movie. No, in, 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 in real life, I, I think I, I don't know. The wrong turn was not good, but for whatever reason, it kind of hit home because I have like family members like that, and, and, and that one 
kind of like, oh, I can see that actually happening. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I really enjoyed, um, God, I don't know, I, I, off the top of my head, I really loved the ring. It was, it really, like, just the way that it was shot really, uh, shot to me, you know, like, ghost, ghost stories and, and anything to do with children always kind of get me, and then when you put it together, it's just kind of like the, the perfect formula. Um, so, so just about any ghost slash children stories, horror stories, um, so yeah, I really liked The Ring. I really liked um, uh, In the Mouth of Madness, uh, Event Horizon. Um, you know, those kinds of things. Just really, really, really enjoyed those. There's just to name a few. I couldn't pick one. No way I could pick one. Oh, yeah. Another question for you guys is, what are your favorite alcoholic drinks? Well, right now, I'm just in the uh, toasted lager. Pretty good. Solid vodka. Dark beer. I normally drink... Any beer. Hell yeah, any beer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a low-level red wine snob. Red wine's good. I, 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 I like a nice dry red, dry or semi-sweet. I usually drink dark beers, but tonight I'm drinking Heineken's. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, I like that too. The fucking, uh, well, I love Lagunitas fucking IPAs, man. And, but every time I fucking drink them, dude, I got a fucking hangover from fucking hell, man. And I don't get it, dude. But when I drink Heineken, for some reason nothing really happens like I wake up the next day and I feel totally fucking normal so I it's not yeah, my, you stick with that. yeah it's not my favorite but it's like that as the older I get like that's what I think about when I go to the store I'm like man <laughs> maybe I'll just go with that <laughs> alright man uh, let me see here another question for you uh, fucking um, Cameron Anders wants to know what about your influences. He, he's pretty fucking uh, Im- impressed with the Steve Vai, Aerosmith, Napalm Death being a, a complete variety. What can you tell us about your influences? For for mine, all of you. We'll start with Mike since he's writing the music. Um. <laughs> biggest influences on me because I don't really listen to a whole lot of like new and what's hot and what's not and, you know I'm kind of stuck with with my era of music and that kind of thing but um, I get more influenced by events and, and um, you know experiences and that kind of thing believe it or not um, I'm really into urban exploration and stuff like that and, and that really is, is a huge influence it's just a vibe about it you know and you you try to write with that vibe in mind sometimes and, and it, it just helps the creative process that is the most pretentious answer I've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> he threw you under the bus <laughs> 
Yeah, but no, but it, it, it makes sense. It, it, makes it, sense. it does so make it sense. Really I kind of understand. I understand yeah, what you I mean. mean. If you've listened to our music, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, yeah, like myself, I mean, I get sent so much music from so many different places all the fucking time. It's just like a nonstop barrage of fucking incoming music from everywhere of all this different stuff. And sometimes, I mean, it's cool, but like when I was a kid, it was a lot different. You know, you had different things that you focused on certain things about them. Because you didn't have so much all at once, you know, it was like it was a much smaller uh, thing to grab from. And now that there's so much, I feel like uh, I kind of understand what you what you mean. Like any one particular artist. Yeah, yeah like, like, like an event. Or, or or like you know like the uh, the overall fucking um, I don't know like the theme of of something is more influent. It's more influential now than it was back then. Like, uh, I don't know, because just, just, there's just so much more going on with everything now that it takes so much. It takes so much more for something to really stick out than it did back yeah. in, back in the old days, you know. And yeah. so, so it's a lot more, a lot more different things going into it than it than it was before. Yeah. I like to write the, the songs where it's kind of like, no offense to the, the vocalist, but if you heard the music by itself, it would it would kind of remind you of like a soundtrack kind of thing, you know what I mean? And, and that's kind of the vibe I've always gone after and finally able to do with this project, you know? And having the different, you know, versatile singers that are in there, you know, it can kind of take you on that journey, like, we had Layla um, in the band last, and it was like something missing, you know, that I wanted to kind of, you know, add that extra sauce on it, you know, to, to complete it. And um, I've always loved the Middle Eastern sound and that kind of thing. I wanted, you know, to find a, a girl singer who could kind of emulate that, you know, and it worked out perfect, you know, doing it. And it was originally just going to be one song but then it, it kind of she became an integral part of the band you know and um yeah, I kind of want to you know explore different things you know with, with music and stuff and not be held to you know one particular thing it can hurt you too sometimes like uh, you know trying to I guess someone who's going to promote us or, or record labels like how do I you know how do I categorize these guys you know it's just like it's impossible you know so it can hurt you at the same time. What, what, what I think is cool is, is kind of uh, um, everyone has such a different influence and for whatever reason with this group of people it seemed to mesh very well because I know like Layla has an influence that I don't even effing listen to. Um, <laughs> I listen to some pretty fringe stuff. <laughs> right, right. And, and and like my my like when I was a child, like it was all like it, it was a really weird mix because like I grew up in one of those households where we had way too many people jammed into a house, right? So like my grandfather's like, oh no, you're gonna have to do this Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings thing, 
And my mom was like, well, no, we're going to do the Led Zeppelin and Boston thing. And my uncle was like, no, you're going to listen to the Sex Pistols. And it was like all over the place. And then like, he was check out this Guar thing. And I was like, ooh. What sounds like Guar, but like more? You know what I mean? And But when I write, like all of that is like combined together. But then... They turned me into a school system where 99% of everybody listened to rap. So, so it, it, it just became like this huge, for me anyway, it was, like, it was like, oh, I can take a little bit of everything. And I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like, it, it's not until people ask these questions that I'm like, oh, well, fuck, is there something that I don't put into it? You know what I mean? Right. It, it, I don't know, it's weird. It, 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 it's hard to identify what your actual influence is. Unless, you know what I mean? Sometimes. Well, I know... That was a I know with you guys, man, fucking, like, not only is your music fucking badass, but, like, the packaging and everything goes a long way, too. Like, the way that the album comes with all the fucking... with, with the fucking, uh... just the artwork and everything... And of course, the fucking bottle opener, man. I, I fucking love that fucking thing. But, <laughs> but, but, but beyond you know, that, like, like, we, like following you guys on fucking social media and seeing you guys post different things and talking to you and seeing how you guys react to certain things. That's also that also goes a long way too, and especially in nowadays nowadays world. And like, for instance. The picture that I used for the fucking event that I fucking posted for the show is a picture of fucking Layla getting down into the crowd and everybody's sweating and she's like shaking fucking hands with the fucking people in the crowd. Dude, that that like totally fucking represents in my mind like what you guys are really about. Like just getting down there and getting dirty with the fucking people, getting close with your fans and that's that really goes a long way for me. Oh, yeah, man. That, that means the world to us to be able to do that. It really does. Going back to Mexico for a second, I think that was personally my favorite part of the trip. It was just getting to meet so many awesome fans, and, and they really they, they really knew how to pour on the love, man. It was just it was a, a unbelievable experience, and, and, you know, I mean, we, we soaked up every minute of it because it was just so amazing. You know, just, just these people all coming up to us and telling us how much they love their set, how much they love their sound, and... You know, just that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, man. That's, that's, that's the amazing part. You know, we could stay in our basement and play music all day long, but take it out in front of people and then they love it. And, you know, that's what takes it for a new level. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. And yeah, you, I, I think playing, playing a venue with no stage where you're like eye level with everybody and there's like, they can like reach out and grab you and you're like bumping foreheads and like sweats getting all mixed together and you don't know like maybe you walked mm. with a disease maybe you didn't is yeah. the best part of it yeah it's magic yeah. man <laughs> yeah a, a, a hot sweaty seedy little club man there's nothing better than that to say man yeah, yeah. Yeah. the brothers I'll, I'll play a house show eight days a week yeah <laughs> <laughs> to me those, to me that that's, that's the most fun you're ever gonna have yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. All right. Well, I'm about out of questions for you guys. Is there anything else you want to let the people know? 
new songs. We've got three that should be ready to let the world hear in a couple of weeks. Um, and then we've got a bunch more on our plate. And um, we're working on some things uh, coming up festival-wise that we were going to start advertising um, pretty soon. And, and yeah, you know, um, just uh, keeping busy, man. We also have a show tomorrow night. Um, we're going to be playing at the Rec Center, the Recreation Center in Fredericksburg, Virginia, with us. It's a Toys for Tots benefit. So come out and see us and, and bring some toys. Or bring me some toys. <laughs> right, so you can bring me some toys, or you can bring some toys for the kids. I don't care which, but you know. <laughs> oh, how many times win the gutter? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was just I was just about to ask what kind of toys. <laughs> I don't think our minds ever left the gutter. <laughs> <laughs> Hello from the gutter. Fuck yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. All right, man. Well, it was good having you guys on the show again, man. Fucking as always, dude, and fucking keep us fucking uh Keep us fucking up with whatever you guys... Whenever you put out that new music, dude, send it to me, dude. Let me know, and we'll oh, fucking... Yeah. We will play that shit. We'll play, oh, yeah. We'll uh, promote Absolutely. the hell out of it. For having us on your show and being so supportive, brother. We love you guys, man. Before I let you go, I, I gotta you. get you to make a station tag, all right? Another oh, one. <laughs> this never goes well. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you're ready, say something like, this is Snipers of Babel, and you're listening to the Zach Moonshine Show. If this is Snipers of Babel, Zach's going to pay for us to get to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, shit. That's awesome. What did I just get myself into? (laughs) I'm going to have to set up a GoFundMe. Go ahead, Loomer. <laughs> you take it away, singer. Yeah, take it away, Loomer. Uh, yeah, come on. Cap, cap, is this thing on? Oh, no. Alright, do I go yeah. back? Yeah. And, and we're live, like, right now? Yeah, dude, you yeah, guys yeah. are live on the fucking radio. Hey, right. get us all, Oh. Uh, I was just asking your question. Yeah, right, Tommy, Tommy, you say, hi, we're Spikers of Babel, okay? Uh-huh. And, and Jeremy say, and you are listening to the Zach Moonshine Show. And then Lady can say, rock on or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to the Zach Moonshine Show, girl. No, no, you were supposed to go second. Yeah! Are you talking to me? Rock on or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Babel. I know, man. Hey, I got it right this night, dude. I got it right this time. You did. You did great, Zach. <laughs> Although, uh, well, see, the, the, the problem is, the problem is, is I, I always thought it was Babel too. <laughs> yeah, Tommy didn't learn see, the right way of 
uh, I'm not the only I'm, one. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I, I was like reading it, and I was like, oh, it's got to be Fidel, or, you know, I, I don't know. I, I blew it through. <laughs> I see that information. Yeah, we're getting yeah, there. <laughs> so, Tommy, <laughs> right, right? you first, right? Yeah, okay, okay. All right, I'm just waiting for everybody to shut the hell up. This is the Cybers of Battle. And you're listening to the Zachary Moonshot Show. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. All right, man. We'll, we'll, once again, thanks a lot for taking the time, guys, and uh, we will look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. As soon as you got some new music coming out, man, let us know, and we'll do it again, all right? Thank you, man. Thank you, Zach. All right, man. Thanks, gonna, I'm going to blast some fucking more snipers for these motherfuckers and make them go nuts, all right? Awesome. All right, dudes. We'll talk to you later. There you have it, folks. Fucking Snipers of Babel on the motherfucking Zach Moonshine Show live on Metal Devastation motherfucking radio, dude. Crank this motherfucking shit up loud as a fuck. Put your... (laughs) Goddamn burp, dude. Put your speakers in your motherfucking windows. Put them in your front lawns. Put them in your fucking uh, neighbor's fucking... Just, if you got a long speaker cord, carry that motherfucker out there, dude. I don't give a fuck how big your speaker is. Put it on a fucking dolly if you have to, man. If you got 15s, go take them motherfuckers out there, dude. And set them up right in front of your fucking neighbor's house with all the fucking Christmas lights and shit. And blast this motherfucking stuff, dude. This is Snipers of Babel Redemption. On the motherfucking Zach Moonshine Show. Crank it the fuck up, dudes. You know, I stayed alive this long. All these years. Fear. The spectacle of fearsome acts. Somebody steals from me. I cut off his hands. He offends me. Cut off his tongue. He rises against me. Off his head, stick it on a pike. Raise it high up so all the streets can see. That's what preserves the order of things.